I want to mourn the loss of all the old growth trees I've seen and tell them that we love them. It has to be a joke. I cannot believe this is happening. I'm literally about to fucking kill myself and I'm not kidding. You better fucking fix this shit. <laughs> You think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Hi, welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I flank that Matt Ralston. Much like Ohio Congressman Tim Ryan announced he's running for president on The View, Matt had a big announcement for his male friend Tim while they watched The View the other morning. <laughs> Looks like I'm going to be an uncle. You're obsessed with... <laughs> you, you messaged me no... Damn it, sorry. Uh, more than probably five or ten times. You're, you're About obsessed Tim Ryan? with the fact that he okay. announced his candidacy on The View. I mean, could you? is there any reasonable... First of all, being, just The View itself, but also being a guy, being a, like a 50-year-old man, going on The View to be taken seriously and saying you're running for president and making your announcement, holding it until you get on The View... No, you're a total joke. Yes. It, like, why even do it then? Like, I don't understand. Like, do you think you're going to win? Like, I always say that, but then it's like, well, Trump won. So, well, perhaps. like, if, if Kristen, Kristen Gillibrand did that, I'd be like, okay, that's New York women. That's her demo, right? Yeah. That's her power base or Hillary or somebody. But for a dude to go on an all female show that caters to an all female audience. And announce his presidency. It's just like it's pandering, but not even like effect. It's just well, who idiotic is, pandering. I honestly, I know that you're obsessed with this. Oh yes, and you'll you'll be staying up late. I had to learn who Tim, I, I had to learn who Tim Ryan was first. That yeah, was I don't know who. So who is Tim Ryan? He's a, a, a Democratic congressman from Ohio. He was a he was uh, one of the guys in the running to take over the party if Nancy Pelosi wasn't going to run it. Hmm. Uh, he's like one of the two or three, maybe four top like reps in the Democratic Party. It's real pathetic. I, I remember, um, like, I thought George Bush was the worst president of all time. George, the second uh, one? Yeah, the, the gay, uh, you know, the gay, ineffectual gay. fag. A, um, wait, are you describing the dad or the son? Both. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, he was a cheerleader in college. No, yes, George W. Bush. Yes, he was um, a cheerleader. Yeah. I don't think he was gay. I don't ever got the impression he was gay. But yeah, definitely underwhelming as a I'm person. I'm pretty convinced he was gay, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, honestly, I wouldn't judge him based on that. No. Um, just throw it out there. Just So case. during that election, John Kerry, he was supposed to be the next, the next guy like yes. in line. And so the Republican Party ran this very effective campaign about him being like a uh, like lying about being in war. In Vietnam. But he was actually a guy that just, like, capped people off, like, nonstop in Vietnam. He was on the Did swift he? boat. Wait, are you talking about Jim Carrey or the other Carrey? There John, were two no, Carrey. John, John. John Carrey and there was uh, the other guy, Nebraska guy. He was a war hero. No, well, I always got confused. There were two Carreys. There was, a, there, there was a... I don't know how you could be a hero. Bob Carrey. Bob Carrey was the other guy. Well, John Carrey was doing... No, John Carrey, I think, didn't... He was in Vietnam, but I don't think he did. He was more of, like... He was from a wealthy family. He was more of, like... Sideline guy. There was Bob Carey. No, I, I think who like actually killed a shitload of people in Vietnam. He was like a gunner. I think you might be wrong. Uh, I could be. John Kerry totally was a, from a wealthy family. Yeah, and also killed a bunch of Vietnamese people. Really? Yeah. Uh, 
George Bush went AWOL because yeah. his family was rich. Yeah. Well, both of them. Well, no, he was in the uh, uh, Texas uh, National Guard Air Squadron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do that, too. I mean, if, if, if you ever find that gig, Texas Air National Guard... Well, dude, let if me it, know. If it had been you and you had the choice of going to the jungles of Vietnam or doing the uh, Texas Air National Guard gig, yeah, you know, I'm going. I'll tell you exactly what I would have done. Yes, I would have moved to Alaska like my dad did. Yes, but yes. Um, I'm saying is John Kerry was illegitimate in the, in the parlance of the term. Right. A, he killed a bunch of Asian people. Okay. I, so fair enough. Anyway, what are we talking about? I don't know. He married the Heinz ketchup woman. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> she was worth a billion dollars. Oh, oh, so so sorry. So the reason I was thinking about it. So during that election cycle, yes. he went on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Okay. John Kerry. And he drove a Harley onto the set while wearing oh, a, a leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and like somehow I don't remember this, but it sounds right. It's under discuss. No one's ever talked about it. I remember it. Clinton playing the saxophone. I remember Clinton playing the saxophone. On, uh, well, on that was kind of cool. On our studio. This was, like, really pathetic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I go back all the way to Dukakis in the tank. <laughs> that was before my time. What, what, what did Dukakis, who was, like, a screaming liberal guy. I don't know who you, you compare him to. No, I like Dukakis. But he was, like, he was the wimpiest, physically wimpiest guy you've ever seen in your life. And... He went to like visit a military base to show that he was strong on defense. Or this is the '80s during the Cold War, and he did a a, a stunt where he for for the cameras where he came in as a tank driver. He had his head like out of a oh, tank, no. like he was trying to tank. Like no, you gotta know, like I mean, you know, imagine Trump driving a tank or like actually, well, he's bigger guy, but like you know, Dukakis was what he was. He was like a technocrat, five seven, one forty, <laughs> dude with like wispy hair. That's no, sad. Yeah, that was horrible. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by El Chapo's wife and one of his ten daughters, both launching competing merchandise lines with the El Chapo name. Did you see after the invasion of Go ahead. Uh, all right, all right I'll, I'll let you get on with the show. Nothing right. says cute coffee mug or leather handbag like the name of a guy who used to kill his business rivals by shooting them up their penis holes. True, true story, by the way. So when George Bush did yes. he 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 did a uh, parachute landing onto like an air carrier the old the old one uh, no the younger really he did parachutes too yeah they they were celebrating the uh, successful mission oh of, I see of I see. Uh, Iraq okay. the Iraq War which is still going on anyway yes. let's get on with it uh, the El Chapo Paraline coming to a Mexican flea market or Target near you this fall true story by the way his wi- uh, current wife El Chapo. And his one of his ten daughters, by various women, have both filed for competing trademarks to the El Chapo trademark line for merchant for merchandise, and they're producing merchandise lines. Wait, uh, did El Chapo have merchandise? No, no, he's going to jail now, <laughs> and they are using his trademarking his name, one being the current wife, one being the uh, stepdaughter, uh, to launch fashion lines, merchandise lines, and other things. Because well, apparently, apparently, he's sort of a folk heroy in in, in uh, many parts of the Latin American world. And so it's sort of like a Che Guevara type thing where uh, they're going to sell stuff with his image on it. Well, if your government's fucking you, and like, so El Chapo, let me, a uh, uh, quick disclaimer. I don't know anything about this. Yeah. Um, well, you know about El Chapo. But I know that he does give money to charities. And Who, he, El Chapo? Yeah, like he builds like yeah, so basketball John, courts. Yeah, John Gotti did all that stuff too. Yeah. But I mean, he also actually took a gun multiple times, put it against some guy's penis. And shot him up his penis. 
That was I, I'm trying to over. think of a urethra and a bullet. And well, no, I don't think it actually traveled up the urethra, <laughs> but he actually like grabbed their dicks, put it against the gun barrel, and then fired the guns. I'd be pissed. Yeah, that's no way to die. Um, I mean, there's no good way, I suppose. But that seems like that seems like a as opposed to like the mafia putting two in the back of the head. That seems like an unnecessarily cruel way to kill your your rival. Your rivals. Yeah, I. I I, I respect the mafia uh, for at least not shooting off your dick because that's just that's mean. Well, that's just in, that's inhuman. One is one is murder, and you somehow you, you you rationalize it as a business move or a vendetta of some Sicilian means. One is like you killed someone I know, now I kill someone you know, but it's a painless process. It's just a, like a chess move. Yeah. The other is inhumane animal cruelty type thing where you're just a vicious sadist. Well, a couple thoughts on the mafia. Or mafia, um, <clears throat> a uh, did you watch the the Lorena Bobbitt? No, I uh, missed that. I've, series. Are you mentioning it as a mafia or for the penis reference? Well, I have two thoughts, sort of simultaneously. Uh, Gotti, you know the movie that everyone's making fun of with John Travolta. Yes, it's not that bad. No, I wouldn't imagine. It, I saw about twenty minutes of it. it. Seemed fine. It's it's. I mean, I'm not saying it's a great for movie. for a TV movie. It seemed like it was fine. But I feel like Travolta is now getting a lot of backlash. He's not a particularly good actor. No, and his hair is really yeah. weird. He plays him like a, a, a caricature version of himself, mostly. Well, yeah, like Paul Fiction. And, and no one he... talks that way, and when you you start sprinkling like shoe polish into your hair, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so the but the Bobbit thing, um, it was sort of framed as though she was like uh, like a working class hero, <laughs> yes. and like she was just an abused woman, and it's like. Was she abused? She might have been abused. I don't know. Well, my theory... No, I think she was. Okay. I think they were both psychopaths. Yes. And you know how people that have similar mentalities gravitate towards each other? Crazy crazy people find crazy people. Yeah, so they're two really fucked up people, and that's fine. So now I'm having to like hear feminists on on Twitter being like, well, he deserved it. I'm like, yeah, I don't don't think so. That's not a normal thing to do. Uh, no, the uh, better thing to do is what Amber Heard would do, which is just ask for $7 million and destroy somebody. Well, I'd rather be sued than have my Your penis chopped off. Yes, yeah, I would. The most amazing thing people forget about that story is that he went on to do pornography. He well, had they're, his... both, they're both <laughs> total pieces of shit. Like, they're, they're just two fucking awful, awful people. But, like, by the time surgeons... how come he's the only one being accused of being weird? It's like, yeah, she's also. Do you think that occurs to a normal person? No, I assume uh, in those situations it's always a woman who was uh, badly molested as a child, who has a lot of uh, rage against men, and mm-hmm. uh, and instead of leaving or instead of doing something else, she decides to cut his penis off. Or the gluing the gluing of the penis to the body is also a story that's very common, very common these days. They will crazy glue the penis to the body. Things like along those I'm lines. I'm not even a... Wait, what are you talking about? They've been numerous... Uh, like, every year, there's a couple of these stories where, like, a batter... Super glue? I'm a batter woman, like, super glues her, her husband's cock to his body. Like, just to make it so pa- so fucking painful to, like, you know, he has to go to the hospital and get it, like, all sorts of shit. Is anytime, anytime you attack someone's genitals... Like, orangutans do that, right? I think I've, like, narrowly escaped <laughs> so many of these incidents. Have you ever seen these, like, nature videos of orangutans? When, like, a male comes into, uh, unwanted male comes into the tribe, they will actually assault it by ripping its genitals off. Yeah, yeah. It's like... It's Dude, a, yeah, yeah, the orangutans, 
Is that the same as a chimpanzee? Or I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Genetically, I think they're pretty similar. But yeah. their main thing, so they usually kill the people that try and like save them. Well, that too, yeah. Um, but their go-to thing is they they first rip your dick off. Yes. And then they attack your face. Yes. So they're like very calculated in, on this. They are br- they're brutal. But they're animals, so we expect better of you. We expect better of human beings. I don't. <laughs> Do not forget to become a patron of the show on patreon.com last four slash last man earth. Thanks to all our new patrons. Get on the shit now before it disappears. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. Matt, I assume you're a big Joe Biden fan, or more so in the past week, upon learning that he likes to smell the hair of unattractive older older women. <laughs> I like Joe Biden. I don't think he's perfect. Really? I never like. I don't know. I, 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 the creepy hair stuff doesn't bother. I mean, it sort assuming of Trump me. is still in office, I I just think I think that if if Biden was the nominee, he would have destroyed. They're both like sort of alpha males. One is like a fake one. I think yeah. Biden is like a just like a dude. I think Biden would have beat Trump in sixteen, no doubt. Easily. Yeah. I don't know how the how well I know how it happened, but I don't know how like Hillary just rolled over everybody. But and, and Biden didn't run. Remember, he he was he was too scared to run because of uh, the Clintons in two thousand sixteen. I mean the vice president always runs for president after eight years. Well, I thought at the time I was like, Well, Biden has hair plugs, that's weird. But then Trump has yes. the wor- like it's Times it by a million. It's but like, it was clearly Biden's time in 16, and the, the competitor he was up against, he would have beat. So he really got he Speaking of getting robbed, he spent eight years as a Veep, and you always run for president after well, that. Well, that was some backroom thing. I mean, yeah. obviously, they Hillary was, you know, that was what they had decided on, and so he bowed out. Yeah, well, and, he bowed out because... he lost. He, I don't think he decided. I think he was forced out. Right, right. But yeah. here's the thing. Here's my question about all the Biden and the, uh, the Eskimo kissing and the hair smelling and the grabbing of... You know, I always wonder, like, so we talk about, like, Michael Jackson, like, oh, he, people, his defenders say he just liked to invite kids over to the ranch to have fun, enjoy it. Sometimes they were sick or he wanted to give them a good time. But my question always was, why was it just boys? Why did he never have girls? Why did he have no care for girls? And with Biden, it's kind of the same thing because... All these defenders of him who are men will say, oh, yeah, he's just an old school guy who's like touchy feely guy. I'm like, yeah, but all the videos of him grabbing girls or old women, there's never guys. You don't see him smelling guys' hair or like. I, I mean, I think I'm a defender in, in the sense that you're talking about in terms of. So if, if everything you did was caught on camera, yes, right? Yes. So I, I would probably be in jail. Uh, I don't think I would be. I, I know you would never find a video of me sniffing. I mean, I've never like grabbed an a, unattractive woman's hair. Like no, but or any attractive so, woman's hair for that. So, matter. but in in the circle of of where he's coming from is you know his dad being a, <coughs> a senator. You know, I don't know. If, like if there was a video of him like inserting a butt plug into a chick. Like yeah, that'd be weird. But isn't the weird part like the hair smelling? Like if you actually go put your nose to a woman's hair and take a deep inhalation. That's a little bizarre. I mean, I've I've never done that. It, would, <laughs> no, it wouldn't like, occur to me. No, like I I almost understand the breast groping because at least like I I understand where that inclination comes from. Well, you know, so speaking of the inclination, so the other day I was at my friend's birthday party, a uh, uh, woman friend, and for for no apparent reason. I was like, it's nice to see you, sweetie. And I was like, I don't oh, say sweetie. Jesus. No one ever says that. Now you sound like Biden. You smell her hair. Well, Did you rub noses with her? No, no, I might have sent 
Like, why would he have this like insinuating Facebook message? But why would this horrible Lucy Flores woman who ran and lost for lieutenant governor of of Nevada? Why would he go up behind this unattractive woman and like take a deep breath of her hair? Like with his nose clearly in her hair, take a deep breath of her hair. There's something wrong with that, don't you think? Well, so forget the invasive part of it. There's something wrong on his. So we're talking about Robert Kraft getting busted for um, getting a hand job at a massage parlor. Yes, and I think. At least my point. I think we agreed that it was. It was like, well, why wouldn't you just hire a hooker? But I don't. So Correct. Biden, you know, being like a, a public figure and 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 someone who the other side wants dirt on him. Sure. Although he, this, he's I think probably it's, not. He he's probably paranoid about hiring the hookers. You know, probably. But if he just wants to smell the hair of unattractive old ladies, like, well, that's what I'm saying. So then it manifests itself. He's just a horny. Hire, he's just a horny rich guy. I don't think it's horny though. Is it sexual? I don't know if it's even sexual. It's just sort of weird. It's like one I just of those... think it's an old man thing. Like you know how old? Like if you have gray ass hair. Yeah, he's old. Like you just do shit that that doesn't seem normal to you and I. Well, he's been doing it for a long time though. Uh, yeah, but I just think there's an old man at, like. Like when have I'll, you ever known an old guy that just says perverted shit all the time, and you're like, "Oh, that guy's old." Uh, no, but I'm <laughs> but I, but I'm not a woman. If I was a woman, maybe I'd hear it more often. Like maybe I'd hear the old guy. Like when Bush, the elder, when he was getting senile, was grabbing asses of all the girls. Mm-hmm. I kind of understand that inclination because, like, you know, you're old, you're in a wheelchair, whatever, and you like ass grabbing to me is like that's a normal human behavior. I mean, you shouldn't do it, but I mean, it's like the impulse is there. I understand the impulse to. I definitely understand the impulse. Yeah, but to like sniff a woman's hair, Eskimo kiss her, or like play with her ears or something like it just seems to me like that's that's the concerning part to me about him. Like, why is he not trying to get laid? Well, it's, why is he not grabbing tits? Why is he doing weird? Sure, it's concerning. The weird absolutely, shit. but is is that like I I just feel like we're involved in this in a strange reality. So so yeah, I I wouldn't I don't think it's especially normal, but the current president. Was just like I grab chicks by their pussy, which I don't even physically quite understand. Like I think you could cup it. Yeah, well, I think he, I, I think he meant he could have them sexually when he wanted to. No, I don't think he's a. a no, I, really? I, I, I disagree with you. I, I think you think he was, he's actually fingering, fingering women. I well, I, I don't think the guy has a lot of capacity for like metaphors, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was just he, grabbing them in the crotch like a like an illicit coach to a like, yeah like a coach. So the hottest chick I ever was banging was this model, and I I don't know why this occurred to me, but I said, so what if you were standing in line at CVS and a guy just poked his finger into your butthole, mm-hmm. and, and she was like, I think I would just think it was funny really so i was like all right well so don't do that to anyone else uh well that's so the thing about again the thing i don't get is like it seems to be non-sexual but it's just creepy like non when guys are like affectionate and they're not trying to get laid it's creepy it's like anything they do like that's like a very huggy touchy feely rubby like hair smelling like doting it's just creepy it, it is a little bit creepy but maybe and like again that's why i brought up when I said sweetie for no reason, yeah, like maybe he's just he's trying to present himself in a nice way, and then it goes awry. Like if you like when you see girls, like girlfriends, friends, friends that are girls, and they like go whatever they do, shopping or lunch. I'll just use that cliche. They hold hands or they hug. That's all they, they do. Yeah, 
they hold hands or hug or something. But like, if your buddy like put his hand out for you to hold his hand while you guys were going out somewhere, <laughs> you'd be like, "Well, that's fucking weird. That's fucking creepy." And you'd be like, "Why? I just want some connection with you, man. What's like? What's wrong with holding hands? We're friends." I mean, you'd be like, oh, "We're not." We're it's not. super creepy. I mean, I'm just, I, I'm, I guess I'm being cynical about the whole thing because what, what politician? In his sixties, isn't creepy. This guy, Biden's seventy-six, I think. He's he's older than Trump and Clinton. He's an old dude. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if Bernie Sanders was caught doing something, it would be trying to like get a blowjob from an intern, and you'd be like, "All right, I get." Okay. Dude, if Bernie was fucking like, I I already want him to win, but yeah. if he was fucking his intern, it would. I I don't think it'd be good for his candidacy, but I would definitely right. Throw, that's throw more of my support behind because him. you would feel like he was like you, <laughs> a real person, a real person. Yeah. That out of this whole, whole shit is kind of weird. I don't think about all I know about Lucy, this chick Lucy Flores, who by the way was a, is a huge Bernie supporter, and that may be why she's trying to get rid of Biden because Biden's clearly the Bernie's biggest competitor. Um, so there's there's something to that motivation as well. But I, you got to think in this in 2019, you have to think about how you will be remembered digitally, since everybody f- discovers you through Google now. And yeah. you want to think about like, if I'm Lucy Flores, do I want like my name on Google to only come up when they say like Joe Biden, weird, creepy hair sniffing accuser? <laughs> like, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. But if everything you ever did was recorded on video, yes, and, or or photographs on CNBC or whatever. Or, uh, well, everything you did in private or everything you ever did in public? In public. Okay. I could never figure out with Biden. I, I, I have nothing against him. I think he's a little bit crazy. Um, but so his his whole shtick was that he would take the subway to Wilmington from D.C. <laughs> was, have you every, ever spent any time in that area? Everyone's got some shtick. Every, every politician's got something like relatable, the relatable shtick. So I'm like, well, were you just doing that because it was cheap? <laughs> yeah, like, where, are you bragging about something you simply did out of convenience, sir? There, is, yeah, right, exactly. I mean, these guys are. I don't. I don't even care. I don't expect my president or politicians to be normal people. I don't want them to be normal people. I get that they're all duplicitous people. That none of that bothers me. That you don't get to the top of politics by being a, a relatable, honest a, a guy filled with integrity. Those people don't rise to the top. So that's no, not those an people learn three chords and start playing <laughs> yes, music. There's no those people don't rise. To, by the way, uh, speaking of that, it's totally on the side of that. Uh, Kurt Cobain. Uh, uh, it was the anniversary of his de- 25 year anniversary of his death. 25 mm. years, I guess, it was 25 years. Yes, uh, yesterday too. Oh, so 25. Yeah, I know, right? So he'd be like 50. He was, I did 27, right? So he'd be like 52. And all I was thinking, what everyone's like, oh my god, what, this is the greatest loss for music and stuff. All I thought about, what if he had lived? What if he had not killed himself and just lived? Can you imagine what an insufferable twat he would be like at 52? Oh, he'd be a huge fucking <laughs> Oh, my asshole. God. He would be like the most hated person on the planet by even the people who used to like his music. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, so the affiliation of, of being from Alaska and then, and then living in Seattle for a while, I am not a huge fan of Cobain. And so I'd sort of, well, not not like he's a bad guy. No, no. But uh, I, I, I don't idolize him. And... So I'm gonna steal Stanhope's um, bit, Doug Stanhope's bit here. Um, so if <laughs> if uh, what if he was just out of shit, right? So yes. he blew his brains out when he was what 28 or something. I think it was 27 Club or 28, yeah. Um, and you know he he wasn't musically speaking like 
I mean, I can play guitar almost as well as Kurt Cobain. He was not a music musically inclined guy. So, yeah, so Stanhope was like, well, what if Jimi Hendrix was still alive? Mm-hmm. And he's like, imagine Jimi Hendrix doing a Super uh, Super Bowl halftime show <laughs> and just being real sad. Yes. And, well, uh, I think Hendrix would be... I think if Hendrix had lived and got through all the drugs and stuff like that, he would probably be a cooler cat, like a mellow guy. I see Kurt Cobain. He was just a whiny motherfucker, right? He was a whiny-ass motherfucker. He was a total cunt. He fucking, like... So I like Pearl Jam a lot, and I like Nirvana as well. But Cobain was just all fucking fucked up on heroin. And then... So every asshole has some sort of, like, vague autoimmune deficiency mm-hmm. right that's just part of being a cunt yes. so he's like well he is like crohn's it's like okay great what like i don't know what that means so now i'm just picturing him shitting great well he was i think i think you're talking about people that are like disgrunt i mean have disgruntlement built into their bodies like yeah he was like he was like in pain he was in physical pain probably much of his life and that determined that he was going to be a whiny complaining obnoxious person sure also like i don't know like i'm not a gastroenterologist or anything I, but i did not know that shooting up heroin constantly i'm Probably assuming not. isn't like great for whatever disease you have no but i would think like so you look at like ex-soldiers who are like become drug addicts like they become like they have some either mental or physical pain that just won't go away and so they start self-medicating yeah and they become insufferable as well right so they like they were going to be insufferable regardless and once you've been damaged I don't know. I'm just guessing. But why? Why is he damaged? Like I understand what you're saying. So yes, I get why a dude with PTSD would do that. Why is just this white dude from Washington? So like I don't. I don't. I, I, don't, I, 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 don't I have to look. My guess is at age 12 he was annoying. Like, yeah. Right. Yes. So at age 27 when he died, he was super annoying. But he was he was uh, you know speaking to an audience and they were he was he had a fan well, base. You could tell by his voice because like I I think uh, Nirvana Unplugged is is great. And uh but so in between the songs he just he has this attitude that's so fucking annoying that's like yeah. well we're going to play this song now. If he if he I'm if like he, I want to fucking punch you in the face. If he hadn't died, I think the band would have broken up shortly thereafter. And everyone would have written, gone to interview about what an asshole he was, right? <laughs> yes. That would have happened. He would have been the asshole of the band that like everybody stuck with because they were making a lot of money and had success. And then like, two or three years later, Dave Grohl would have been like, just kind of hinting at the fact that he was an insufferable asshole and nobody wanted to be around him anymore. Yeah. And, and now cut to 25 years later, in his 50s, he would just be this guy in his bathrobe, like just fucking yelling at shit that you didn't understand, complaining about his neighbors. Fucking cops would be over his yeah, place he, all the he'd time. He'd be living in like an annoying part of L.A. Like yes. he'd he'd be like in the nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, just wearing like a fucked up bathrobe. It's like okay, you're, you're, I don't think you're I don't, almost a poser at this. Honestly, point. he and he and Courtney Love aren't that much different. No, right? They're both. They were both would have stuck with the drugs. They both would have been insufferable. Well, I'm pretty sure he was a gay guy. Oh, <laughs> you call everybody gay. No, Bush, I don't Bush call Peter. everyone gay. Do you think he was gay, like actively gay, or do you think he was latently homosexual? Like a repressed gay guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I like the Nirvana I music. mean, gay is, like, I've been accused of being gay by weird chicks. Oh, so, yeah. Like, no, no. Know, I've heard a lot of people say that about you. <laughs> I imagine I imagine that, like, I like the music of Nirvana, and I imagine that they could have put out one, maybe one more album, and then it would have all gone to shit. So I think he died at the exact right. For him, he died, if he could look back on it now from wherever he is, 
he probably would say yes. I got I, I died at the right time. I died at the right time. I think you're absolutely right. Yes. I mean, if you look at like yeah, it was definitely that emo era where so it's like he he sounded real downtrodden. Um, so it's like I'm so, I'm so happy because today I found my friends. They're in my head. It it just sounds like something like an eighth grader would write. Yeah, he sounded like a mopey teenage girl. <laughs> Matt, I want to ask you about, uh, this is something, uh, we talked about Joe Biden, you love Joe Biden, but the only person you would vote for over Joe Biden is a gay president, an openly gay, an openly gay presidential candidate. And I mention this only because it appears this time we have, actually not openly gay, but at least a couple gay dudes <laughs> running, for pres- running for president. Two gay, two gay guys. Two gay, at least two one gay guys. One has a husband, the other one's in the closet. At least, at least uh, <laughs> Buttigieg, whatever the fuck his name is, he has no chance of winning, I assume. No. Uh, the, 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 he was a young mayor of South Bend, Indiana, or whatever that's worth. Um, and then Cory Booker, who probably doesn't have a chance either of winning, but he could be a veep, I guess. Um, he's just, people, what people don't understand about Cory Booker, besides the fact that he's clearly gay, uh, and, and I don't think people understand the fact that he's definitely gay. Really? Uh, I think. Well, well I'll tell I you this: do. every black, every black uh, blog I read, they clearly know he's. It's like Jamie Fox. They clearly <laughs> like. That's why I love reading like gossip and stuff, because they'll just go like, uh, "Homo Cory uh, Booker was out in the stump today." <laughs> like, but they, do you think your average? <laughs> they don't, they don't even make bones about it. Like, if they label someone as gay, they just go with it 110. percent And they, I believe that like. The black community has a has an eyeball. Being the most homophobic community, mm-hmm. has an eyeball on who is gay in the, within their midst. Yeah, I think I would say black people have a better gaydar than your average for other gay for other black people at least. Like they they have clearly put a lot of time and thought into like who amongst them. Well, is they just it. know people like that. Yeah, but I think they also like because it's sort of a weird like homophobic thing where they're like sort of like who among us is unpure. I think they spend a lot of time thinking about like who the gay people are in their clan. I don't spend a lot of time. Uh, not to murder them like the. I, the I agree eye, but, with you. Yeah, and I don't. I don't. I'm not preoccupied with it. But um, he's like clearly gay. Yes, like Jamie Jamie Fox. I think the black community likes Jamie Fox, and they just call him on these sites like Homo Gay Jamie Fox, not because they don't like him, but just to like sort of make it clear that he's a gay dude among us. Like he, we're gonna like. It's not like Nazis putting stars of David on people where they're going to murder them. It's more like, kind of like, it's like we don't we like Jamie Foxx, but just so you know, he's a homo, right? We want you to know that, like, yeah. like, like a dad, like an old school Irish dad saying, "Oh, that's my gay son." Like, well, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel. I mean, like, I, I'm not saying it in a pejorative sense or anything. Like, I just, uh, it's like you're gay. Just why why are you pretending to not be gay? It just it just bothers me in terms of I don't trust him. It, bo- it only bothers me. I don't give a shit if people are obviously gay or straight. It, the only thing that kind of bothers me is when they're like sort of civil rights activists, when they're sort of gay, when they're sort of supporting gay causes, and, and but they're still in the closet and not. Obviously, the, mo- the most effective way to promote the civil rights and the uh, uh, acclamation of gay, openly gay people in the society is for to be a really famous, well liked person who then says they're gay. There's just no better way to do that than have openly gay. Men and women who people respect, and then everyone goes, "Oh, he's gay. Cory Booker's gay. I'm cool with the gay people. I like Cory Booker." Right. But to be in the closet and then still pretend that you're for LGBTQ rights seems to me a bit of a hypocrisy. Well, maybe. I, I mean, I don't think it's a hypocrisy. In so, if you're on the right wing, it's a hypocrisy. 
because if you're if you're actively legislating against civil rights, well, that's true. That's true. I think it's I think it's it's not hypocrisy. Perhaps, but he's, but he's like, not like he's not out campaigning about like you know, let's criminalize blowjobs or something. I don't know. I kind of see it as being like living in a certain area where everyone roots the same sports team, and you're <laughs> openly roots the same sports team. There's something like if you're gay, you gotta. Be gay, openly gay, and root for the gay people. Dude, how fucked up is American culture? In the, so you and I, obviously, just being like somewhat astute individuals <clears throat> and following basic news, it's 100% that he's gay. Cory Booker? Yes. Yes. So, like, why... Like, how come... There, like, if, if I brought this up to a random chick in Reseda yeah. in a cul-de-sac, she'd be like, oh, why do you think he's gay? Like... I mean, like, why do people? I, well, I, I don't know how to argue. Like, because there's no, there's no legitimate news organization that's saying this. <laughs> so it's all, it's all, it's all underground. Not underground, but it's all in gossip. I mean, so I understand that gossip, black blogs are not completely accurate in their reporting. So you shouldn't take everything they say seriously. Right. But, but here's my feeling: like, if Cory Booker was said announced he's gay and he's running for president, that would be a huge achievement for gay people in the United States, whether he wins or loses. That would be like a big deal to have an openly gay dude who could might, who could win for compete for the presidency. Um, so I, that's why I think. Of it. But here's a question: Do you think America? Because we talked about this as the, the first husband to a female. There may be a female president this time around. There'll be a husband to this female president. And we talk about how that's like the lamest job you could possibly have in the entire country. Yeah, it, what do you do? It's to be the first man and like you know. Uh, have to run bu- anti-bullying campaigns or school work on school lunch programs or host host like some the German Chancellor's wife. You and the German Chancellor's wife. What if wife. we had a first husband that was that was obviously a uh, Russian prostitute like Melania, and he just didn't show up? Well, what I I think what you and I agreed upon was that to save your manhood as first man, you'd have to a not live anywhere close to the White House. You'd have to clearly have your own pad. You'd have to live in like Guyana or something. Yeah, like, or live in like if you're like Kamala Harris's husband. Let's say she's got a chance to win. Uh, he lives in California. You'd have to stay in California. And then the second thing I I said was you'd have to bang lots of women on the side and let TMZ know about it. <laughs> so everyone was everyone was very clear that you, while your wife was president, you were back in California at the cool at the cool pad banging banging models. I agree. I think it's a great angle. Yes. Um, so I, <laughs> yeah, right. you have to. Otherwise, you'd look like a like, like a fucking. You look automatically like a beta. Well, no I don't. What. So I, yes, and and so I don't know how how marriages work, and I don't need any personal information from you. But I have talked to uh, friends of mine who are married, and uh, so I'm just randomly spouting off about some random chick I fucked on Tinder, you know, and they'll be like. Uh, uh, my wife and I don't have sex very often. I'm like, well, then why are you married? I, like, I'm pretty sure that's like why most guys get into marriage is really? it's just automatic pussy. Really? I, I, I really think. is that what you're? Are you, are yes, you, that is my theory. Your theory is like, uh, as a single man, like, man, if I got married, then I could really, really have sex all the time. Yeah. yeah no, no, I, I don't, don't think don't, that. Don't do that. I don't believe don't do that. that. But I'm saying I think that is why guys. Uh, well, this is the knot. I think it's a little different. With like Kamala Harris, this was a latter day marriage, like in their forties or fifties. This is like a later stage. Like I'm a middle aged, you're a middle aged, and you know we're we're not, you know, we're both career people. Let's just get married, and you know, to have a be husband and wife. 
it's a little different than people at 25 or something getting married. The romantic, you know, fairy tale, you know, uh, let's have a wedding and get married and have kids. Stuff like These people are all past that. Well, so, I mean, of course, if, if, what, yes. it's, what, it's different. I think it's why different motivation. Why are you motivations. past that, though? Uh, if, if well, they're not past necessarily want to have sex, but they're past this romantic uh, fairy tale story of like falling in love because they, they've lived a lot. I mean, Kamala Harris was on her fucking knees blowing, <laughs> blowing Willie, Willie, what's his face, her boss. You know, I mean, she's she's lived a little, man. She's not like the, the fairy tale's gone, right? I mean, the fairy tale idea of a relation, fairy tale relationship is gone when you're 50 and you've gone through that, 45 or 50, you've gone through that. Uh, Willie Brown, the former mayor of San Francisco, and the, and the uh, yeah, I mean, and the head of the assembly in California. Once you've gone through that level of like life experience and sort of seen the reality of life after several decades, I think you, that kind of goes away. It's much more, you become a much more practical person. Yeah, probably. But so I don't, I don't know how testosterone like works and uh, obviously it declines but well, first you said you're not a gastroenterologist <laughs> well i know that now you're not an endocrinologist i know that old guys are horny yeah. so if you're not fucking your wife oh bob Kraft. look at bob Kraft, 77 years old still going to the parlor i love robert Kraft. uh if you're not then uh, yeah somebody i guess somebody else but um i don't but I don't you, know. are you saying like so if, if kamala harris was in in dc and her husband was in California basically 95% of the time, he would have to make it, whether or not he was, and he probably would be, he'd have to make it very clear that he was seeing like hot young models in L.A. and that he was like still cool, that his wife had his th- her thing, and he had his, which was president being president, and he has his, his thing, which is whatever the fuck, he's like a lawyer, consultant, and well, living his life. Yeah, and, and probably, yes. And, and so if, if you are attracted to a sort of, butch type of chick at some point yeah you might just be asexual like i grew up with this kid named his name was keith granberry yeah and i really can't like you can't make up that name um fuck maybe i shouldn't be shouting <laughs> out. uh but, too but late there's just there's dudes that have you know they have a little bit of, of pudginess and and a little bit of like not a boob not like a man boob but like a little Femi- they're effeminate males and yeah, and you can just tell so. it's a hormonal thing, and so well, the, it would make sense that like less masculine males would want a more dominant female. Yes, but there's also the case of like someone like Bill Clinton, who sort of married a woman, probably not thinking this is going to be awesome life of sex <laughs> and romps crazy sex with Hillary. That like, one's a hard thing to figure out, and he's still an alpha male, obviously. So, yeah, I would say he's the definition of alpha male. <laughs> so he but clearly. Why did he marry? I think he married her for political purpose. I think he married her because she was, had a great pedigree. She was going to get him where he was going, and he just figured he'd bang women on the side, which basically is what he did. So, I mean, it kind of worked out for him. And perhaps he even told her that's what the situation is. I think she's a smart... There's no way she didn't know. She's a smart woman. She's definitely a smart person. Yeah, so she must have known when she married a fucking horn dog <laughs> that he was going to be uh, grabbing pussy. <laughs> of, uh, and, and then when she saw who he was picking out, she must have been like, okay, this is, I just got to fucking deal with yeah, this. Yeah, what the fuck was that Linda Tripp thing about? <laughs> oh, that Paula Jones. How fucking horny are you? That's my problem with Biden. Like, if Biden would just fucking smell the hair of attractive women, I'd be like, okay, that's your fetish. I get it. But, like, old ladies with gray hair? Like, really? What are you smelling their hair for? This is, that's just, you're, you're smelling grandma's hair. Stop it. See, but you got to <laughs> appreciate how how much of a raging heart on he must have just been walking around with. Do you think so? I don't know. Like, I guess it's just creepy. I always well, think I'm serial a, killers have weird uh, fetishes. Yeah. 
Like, if you're a guy and you want to do something besides just sort of have sex, then it's kind of anything outside of that becomes weird when it becomes touchy feely. Like, you know, like you want to tell tell her what she wears, you want to like do the leather thing, or you want to smell her hair, or you want to like go get your nails done together. Some no, anything outside right. anything outside of that becomes serial killer. I hadn't thought about it that way, but but yeah, because like I'm I'm definitely a horny dude, but like everyone sort of has standards. It's, it's, like, it, uh, it's a it world, it's never, like a game. If, if it was between Linda Tripp and just internet pornography, well, it, it'd be an easy call. Pre-porn. Let me ask you, so this gay president well, He was the president. He had access. Anyway. Yeah, he could have. This, yeah. gay, this, uh, this gay president. So do you think, A, here's my question. A, would America be ready for a openly gay president? And B, and I already know the answer to this one, what would happen if he was a single gay president mean that he was actually dating uh, during the course of the administration was dating other dudes that you knew he was having sex with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think America would probably okay with like a non super homo feminine acting gay dude. Mm-hmm. But like the minute he started dating like uh now he's dating fucking I don't know some gay uh, Jesse Smollett. I don't know now he's dating some guy like he's going on a, a Bahama vacation with this dude. I think people would get start to get really uneasy about that. I think the ages would have to match up. So if he was dating, or if he was, you know, fucking a uh, like a thirty nine year old dude, I'd be like, fine. But if if the dude was like a twink, I wouldn't be comfortable with it. Like if we had a bachelor president who actually dated women, I think people would be cool with that. I think they'd be fine with that. Like if uh, I don't know who's who's straight and who was running. Well, presidents. Kennedy essentially did that. Yeah, but he had to be married to, to be president. You had to be married. But now I think a bachelor president who was like fifty could be like pro- like if Obama had not been married, he could have been president and just dated women. Probably Obama could have scored a lot of. Pussy. Oh my god! Oh my god! Fuck yeah! But I think America would have been, if he was single when he ran. For, if he'd never been married or was divorced, even I think they would have still elected him. And if he had dated like especially like. Hollywood celebrities, they would have been fine with that. It would just have been tabloid shit. But if I don't he was fucking dude. Jennifer Gardner. Yeah. It would have been a great story. People would have been... I would have loved it. Yeah. But what if he was fucking, uh, 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 I don't know, a gay dude? <laughs> yeah, if he was fucking Jack... Uh, Je- <laughs> What's the fucking guy's... Jeff, Jeff... What is the guy's name? Efron? Jack Efron? Is that his name? Is he gay? Zach Efron. Yes. Thank yes. You. If he was like, dating, Efron. if he was dating, even just dating Zach, Efron, it would have made me really uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. If they went away for like weekends together, if, I, if Zach Efron was going to Camp David for, like, for not weekends. not even a homophobic thing, just not cool with it at all. No, I don't think America is ready. I don't think America is ready for like. I think people that are like, I mean, there are some people who just don't give a shit about the gay sex part, but I think most of America is like gay, fine, gay sex, don't want to hear about it. Right. Like I understand that there are gay. Well, it's just like you don't want to hear about your parents fucking, right? Well, like if Obama had been fucking Jennifer Garner, like you said, that would have been cool. We would have all looked at the pictures probably even. But Oh, know. I would have looked at the pictures. Oh, hell yeah. The sex, if the sex tape came out, we'd all look at it. But if it was, like you said, Zac Efron, then it becomes oogie, like to by 85% of the population. like and Including just, me. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I just, <clears throat> like, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to get into... So there's always, like... If you have gay friends, you don't really bring up like uh so what's the like top bottom situation? <laughs> like you just don't you don't want to know about Now, that. and when they get drunk and start telling you, oh, then you, then no, you're that's like, when I leave. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think I think gay dudes are very circumspect about talking about sex around straight people. 
Yes. Like they're very, they're, they're aware that you're uncomfortable with it and that either they feel you don't understand it or you're uncomfortable with it. They will not bring it up. But after a number of drinks, <laughs> they will start talking about like fucking. Usually a Pinot. <laughs> yeah, a Pinot. A couple <laughs> Pinot Grigios. <laughs> they will start talking about who's taking what. The, the While watching the Oscars. Putting it where. And I don't even mind if they talk about like who they find hot. But when they start talking about fucking where to put penises, then I, then I start getting a little. There's a, I, I'm watching the show The Deuce. Well, you're you know. from San Francisco, so, yes. uh, and you watch The Deuce. So the Deuce, you're, you're very well The Deuce went, I don't know what James Franco's up to, but The Deuce went so gay in the second season. I mean, I'm talking about gay sex scenes. Men just making out, grabbing cock, just like bear. I'm like, I'm like, why? Like, why do you need to do But you're still watching it. Now why? I fast forward. <laughs> and, and I know I understand the idea that they show, they show the same similar straight sex scenes, and you're so, they're very evolved to say, like, if we're going to show... Sex, straight sex scenes, and we could show gay sex scenes all the same. And I think like that's evolved, maybe theoretically, but not practically. Yeah, not practically. I agree. It's it's definitely in your face because I heard Mal- uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal yes. talking about that on Fresh Air. You know, I love Fresh Air. Of course, you do, Terry, Terry Gross. Gross. Yes. yes. I, hopefully, she we could hook up sometime. Uh, but. Uh, so she she was talking about like sort of like from an activist stance like yeah. well we show all this stuff and I'm like well but it's supposed to be entertaining right yeah that's what I don't understand it's not it's not I don't think I don't think people are programmed that are aren't gay which is ninety four percent of the population are programmed to enjoy gay sex the same way that they are heterosexual sex and I just don't think it's ever going to change it's not and. So if I'm watching it, so let's say hypothetically I'm dating some chick who takes herself real seriously, and uh, am I supposed to sit there and pretend that it's art? Yes, that's right. Well, here's a here's the thing: like you might have gay, I have gay friends. You have gay friends. All fine. Everything is fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with your gay friends that you dislike, except if you had to see them boning one, <laughs> see them boning one another, then you wouldn't want them. You'd be uncomfortable. Dude, very one uncomfortable. of my best friends. Uh, in uh, one of my grunting. very much best friends is gay, and I've never even gone into his bedroom. No, because I don't want to know what's in there. No, or uh, here's another similar story. In uh, uh, college, uh, I didn't have any gay roommates, but uh, I had friends who had gay roommates in college, and one of them was like, and these are people like you know, people didn't come back in that day. People didn't come out till they got to college. Mm-hmm. There was no out in high school. Everybody, even the gayest people in San Francisco, were straight in high school. They're all from Alabama, apparently. No, I just mean like even like the obviously gay dudes in high school were closeted in high school. You didn't right. come out till you're 18 and left home. Uh, even if you live in San Francisco and you were fucking super fucking gay, you were still like, I like girls. Where are even, the tits? It's like even in San Francisco. Yeah, and it's changed. I think it's different nowadays. But so when people didn't know who was gay till they got to college, right? And then uh, I had friends and down the hall, and I had a roommate who was gay. And he was fucking a horny gay dude. So he had gay dudes over all the time. And so you would, in college, you'd hear your, friends ha- your roommates having sex. That's just what you did. When you lived in a communal situation, you would yeah. hear your roommates having sex. And it was often like, in the same room. Yeah, often in the same room or like the door. You know, you could hear there was you were five guys or we had five freshmen, five guys living in a, a tiny little dorm room. Understandable. You heard everyone shitting. You heard everybody fucking having sex. You heard everything, right? And uh, you would yell down the hallway, tell some, some dude to stop masturbating so loudly, and uh, uh, and so the people had sex. But one guy was where gay. The fuck you went to college. Yeah, so, like dude, just keep it, keep it. Anyway. You know, turn some music on. And you always tell people to turn music on. And uh, but he, they had a gay roommate, and he was just having sex all the time with other dudes. I mean, not like he was seeing hundred fucking hundred dudes, but he had two or three different boyfriends during the year. And he would fucking they would scream out during sex. <laughs> 
and, and it was like, it's very different hearing two dudes screaming out there having sex and hearing a dude and a girl having sex. And I, I mean, these are very liberal people, but they try to be very progressive. But like hearing two dudes grunting, like you hear, like you hear a dude voice and the dude, when guys and when the guy and the girl are having sex, first of all, you're not supposed to hear the guy as much as you hear the girl. That's just wrong. We all agree that's wrong. I right? hate it. Yeah. But when it's two, when you hear a dude and then the next voice you hear is another dude and the guy's grunting and shit, that people aren't, no matter how liberal they are, these are kids, people from New York City, very liberal, progressive. I don't care how progressive you are. When your roommate is banging other dudes and you hear them grunting and groaning, it's very off putting. You're absolutely right. And so <clears throat> I live in West Hollywood in a condo, which is mostly gay, gay men, all, almost all of them. Uh, I'd, I'd say I'd say all. So my neighbor is a pretty hot chick, and she's fucked three of my friends, and uh, which is fine. Anyway, she was complaining about the exact same thing. <laughs> like she's like, "Do you know our neighbor Brian?" I'm like, "Yeah, I hate him. I don't like him at all." She's like, "Dude, he uh, he keeps like you know fucking random dudes and." <laughs> And she's a slut. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, so obviously there's something very off-putting about... I think it's just the actual graphic. Like, if, if I hear about it, it doesn't bother me. But, like, you know, if you were walking in the, in the condo and you saw, like, drunk on Saturday night and some guy's, like, banging his chick on the balcony or whatever, you'd be like, ah, oh, you know, Stu or Steve. I would pause and watch <laughs> Pause and watch and, like, dude, you're such a horn dog or some <laughs> shit like that. But if it was two dudes and he was butt-fucking the other dude, you'd be like, guys, fucking take that inside. What the fuck are you doing? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably an evolutionary thing that that there is a reason that people are off put by this. In in in, in, in like obviously, I don't care. I think we've gone over that, but there's something really disturbing about it. Yes, I think so too. And I think it's okay to say that and right. still be still be a, a progressive minded person and still be a, a open open person and accept all kinds of people and still say that you don't want to see two dudes butt fucking. Yeah, well, the chick that <laughs> yes. lives next to me was perturbed, and as I said, she she has fucked three of my friends. Yes, and she fucked the entire Eagles. Yeah, uh, she, she she should really be. By the way, of all people, I mean, not just her, but any women like that who have taken a lot of dick, you would think would be a little more open to the idea that well, another person's taking a lot of dick. What do I care? Right. But when it's another guy, she's disturbed by it. I don't. Yeah, I don't think she's very self aware, and so that's why I know it's sort of just like an animalistic thing. Like, I saw her. So the Eagles were playing at the... Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about, the band, the Eagles, or the Philadelphia Eagles? No, the band. Okay. They were... <laughs> but you choose that she fucked all the Eagles. That's a lot of, that's a lot of players. Well, she's <laughs> fucked three of my friends, and uh, so probably she's fucked, uh, I don't know, 30% of the people that have ever come over to my house. And uh, anyway, so the Eagles are playing at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then the tour bus <laughs> rolled yeah. up to our building. Yes. And she got out and she was walking funny. Oh, oh my God, Matt. You, now you sound like an old lady. <laughs> she was walking funny. <laughs> she was walking like she just had sex with all, all the living members of the Eagles. Well, I don't think the new, the, percu the new percussionist. Well, I, yeah, well, yeah, I did take my mom to the Eagles because she likes the Eagles. Um, but uh, people love the Eagles. Definitely, she loves them more than your I, neighbor loves them more than the anybody. Eagles. Fucking suck. Um, You're still getting snacks. Uh, Joe Walsh, he's not fucking anyone. So anyway, he, she probably fucked uh, the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I think the drummer, Don Henley. Don Henley, yes. yes. <laughs> Some of them have, have died. Oh, we must move on from this. Matt, I want to ask you about an email from Emma about the mayor of Los So, as you know, uh, did you go to the Nipsey Hustle vigil uh, uh, where violence randomly broke out at the Nipsey Hustle vigil? I could have uh, called that beforehand, yeah. but no, I didn't go. You know, they're having a, uh, I don't understand this work, but they're having a memorial service for him at, at Staples Center tomorrow. Oh, let's definitely not go there. No, that is going to be, unless there's 10,000 cops, unless every single cop in Los Angeles is there, someone, at least one person's going to die. Uh, I, I want no part of it. I, how did this guy get to be? I mean, I, I know he was actually one of the few rappers whose name I actually knew before he died. Because generally, when I see rapper killed or w- arrested on TMZ, I have no idea who the fuck they are. So Nipsey Hussle, I know about. He's on my he's on my playlist. I had, my I had playlist. been meaning to actually look up his music, and I so I, I don't know. He was a Snoop protege. Snoop features Snoop. Uh, I think producing is featured on a number of his tracks and. Yeah, I don't know. I can't tell you what what sort of gangster rap is better than other gangster rap, but it's like you know his his rap music was all about him growing up in Crenshaw district of L.A., being a gang member, talking about guns and people being shot and turf wars and all that kind of stuff. He spoke to where he was from, which at least seemed authentic, if nothing else. Yeah, for sure. I, but I still don't get like you don't have to like. I'm assuming it's pretty obvious he was involved with gangs and so, well, he, you, so admittedly as a young man he said he was involved with the crips he, i mean he speaks about it so i was driving from and i i grew up in alaska where eh, there's a fairly high crime rate and I, I did associate with people that i didn't want to because i didn't want to get my ass beat i mean a fairly high crime rate it's the highest highest uh, highest violent crime rate in the entire country didn't we have that story already yes yes yeah it's <laughs> not fairly high actually the high the highest Oh yeah. yeah, mostly property crime though. Um, but oh, fucking animals. <laughs> a dude will pull a gun on you at some point. Um, so I was driving from the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach, mm-hmm. very nice uh, venue, and I got lost. And so I was all of a sudden in South Central LA. Yeah, that's a bad place to get lost to. Yeah, because you know to go from I guess for the listeners to go uh, what would it be east, west. Uh, like northwest, uh, north, northeast, northeast, north, or something. North, yes, it's easy to get lost in there. Got lost, so I was like, uh, "All right, I'll just approach this uh, barbecue of like fifty black people." Oh sure. And I was like, "Hey, do you guys know how I can like uh, get the fuck out of here?" <laughs> and where are the white people at? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I find more white people. I'm trying to go white. Yes. What direction is that? And the women were very nice and helpful, but the guys were looking at me like, I might shoot you yes. right now. Yes. Um, I mean, it's not like, it's not an openly, I, I've, I've been in those areas. It's not like openly, like, they just hate you because you're white. They're going to kill you. I don't think it's a racial thing. No, it's just it's more just an of an outsider. Like, it's an outsider thing. And, and, like, and they don't, try, why would you be go- coming through their area? Because they, they've been in, as much as there are some violent people there, they've been abused rather radically mm-hmm. by outsiders. Well, the city of L.A. actually designed uh, the whole city to have uh, poverty on purpose. Right. So, so as to oppress some people. Right. Uh, so I get why they're on edge. Do you know what, do you know what Joe Rogan's bit was on, those, uh, on that, that Bible thumper got killed by those island people out in the uh, South Pacific? No. I didn't even know this. He looks this shit up. 
But uh, the last time they were visited by, uh, this guy actually was Asian, but Western, by white Westerner people, was a, in the 19th century, a British admiral had stopped there, like an explorer, and found these, this tribe and decided that he was going to measure their dicks. Because he was measuring the, <laughs> obviously he was a homo, but I mean, he was like, he was measuring the dicks of, of like tribal people he encountered along his way. That was his project. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was his chosen, like, you know, master's thesis, right, for the Admiral Could have school. chosen a number of subjects. Yeah, like, he could have studied the breadfruit or the, the, <laughs> the culture or the, you know, the fucking social systems. But he was going to measure the actual dick sizes of the male members of the tribe. And uh, apparently they didn't know any better, so they let him measure their dicks. And then he also brought with him, obviously, uh, Western diseases that killed, like, almost all of them. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, 80% of the tribe died shortly thereafter. So all he knew, like, as Joe Reckon said, all he knew about, like, outsiders was they come and measure your dick and then you die. <laughs> so he said, that's, you have to understand, that's why they actually, the next guy who came along 100 years later was like, what happens when an outsider comes? They'll measure your dick and you'll die. <laughs> so, like, kill him. <laughs> like, kill him immediately. Yeah, I'd kill him, too. Uh, that's how they see you coming into South Central. It's like, right. you know, you could be, the last time they saw a white guy, they all got fucking arrested or beaten by cops or something. There's an, asso- there's an association there. No, I, I was I was cool with it. Uh, like I or I understood the situation. Obviously, hey guys, who wants to sell me drugs? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, like, was I talking about you with, or, or someone else? Like, some guys look like cops. Yes. No, I look like a, a, a PE coach. We determined I don't look like a cop. I couldn't look like a cop. So, no. like, people just know that I'm not a cop. Yeah, you don't look. Like, there's nothing about you that says cop. Even undercover cop, you don't look like. Well, even a well, a cop just I wouldn't be hired by the cops. No, you won't be hired by the cops, and also I just don't think they have. T- you never see tall cops. No, no, you never see tall old people either. Um, if you were like six eight, you could never go undercover anywhere, right? You couldn't be an undercover anything if you were six eight because like you just stick out. Well, yeah, like America's most wanted. All those people are between five six yes. and five nine because otherwise you, you just. You get busted. If you're the tallest guy everywhere you go, you would stick out everywhere you go. It's like Wilt Chamberlain wasn't <laughs> yes. robbing banks. Yeah, no, you would get caught pretty fast. Uh, so here's the thing. So uh, um, Nipsey Hussle died. Yes. He was shot. He, oh, he, never left the ho- he never left the hood, which I guess is praiseworthy, but I don't quite understand exactly how it's praiseworthy. Like even when he turned clean, it seemed like he had a legitimate turn in his 20s to like helping other gang members and trying to make the community better. And he opened up a clothing store that and he did all these community community things where he tried to stop beefs that were going on. And he became that guy who like, you know, le- is in the grew up in the shitty situation, but now he wants to help kids in the same situation. Although it seems like those guys always die, right? <laughs> like even if, yeah. even if they're legitimately good hearted, it seems like they die because it's just they're in a bad area. Well I don't yeah, so I don't get people to I, I in terms of I don't understand how it works. So if you grew up in L.A., you'd be like, well, just move. Yes. But everyone wants to live in L.A. So well, you mean, But you don't even need to leave L.A. You could just move to fucking Beverly Hills. Yeah, I don't understand why his clothing store was in, like, Boyle, Boyle Heights. super shady part of L.A. Yeah. Um, well, I think he wanted to... It was, it, was, it was a business where he was hiring, like, people, giving jobs to people who, you know, at-risk youth and stuff like that, and... And doing community work and raising money for stuff. Apparently made some money off his rap stuff. I mean, it seems admirable, but it also seems like uh, you're, in a, you're a gang member who used to k- probably kill people 
and you're in a gang area. Wait, but all right. So do we know that though? Are are you are you being presumptuous? I, I'm only saying he was in. He self admittedly was in the Crips until he was. They always say that they never talk about graduating. So he was. He he admitted that he was in the Crips. Yeah. So he was in the Crips as a teenager. Okay. Well, then you're you're gonna get killed at some point. Yeah. Although it turns out he looked like he was killed by someone he had a more of a personal beef personal beef with than a, a some sort of random gang color thing or like. You know, a drive-by, you know, random kind of let's kill Nipsey Hussle thing. Right. It was a guy he had a lot of interaction with previously, um, and they had they haven't said what it was, but they had some sort of personal relationship. It's like a behind the candelabra type of situation. <laughs> no, not that, I don't think. <laughs> but maybe it was a guy who was like, you know, who was trying to get involved with his other businesses, or maybe he had a rap deal thing gone wrong. Who knows? It was. Something more, you know, not just like he's well, definitely around. he was doing shady shit. I think we could agree with that. He was definitely dealing with shady people right. Right, while he was benefiting from that longer. But here's a story. Here's what here's what Emma wanted to know. Is it weird that when Nipsey Hussle died, and I'm going to answer this as yes, like the whole town of L.A. acted like like a hero, like a cult hero had like a L.A. high ranking figure had died, and the mayor, the police chief came out, and the mayor came out and said like literally, I'm going to track down the. The guy who shot Nipsey, I won't rest until Nipsey Hussle's killing. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like Elliot Ness, like, <laughs> like chasing down like Al Capone or something like that. Like, first of all, you're a weak ass mayor. Second of all, like, I've never heard you mention Nipsey Hussle before. It's not like you know, trust like, fund cunt. Yeah, but, but like what? Like, how did Nipsey? Now he's having a, a funeral. Like he's going to lie in state at Staples Center. Like who is this guy? Like they're acting like Bobby. It's like I, Bobby Kennedy got shot. Or something like a, like a beloved yeah. figure in, in, in the in the culture and society was murdered in, in LA and are going to hold this big thing. Uh, I don't understand like why he's getting the, like the whole uh, John McCain lo- <laughs> like local John McCain. I, hero com- I completely agree with you. I, I I I don't get it. I'm sure there's a lot of white women yes that are like uh, posting R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle. Of course. On their Facebook pages, of course, but they uh, like had never heard of him prior. No, he's not. A, he, I mean, it's not like like if, look if Jay Z was gunned down, like in L.A. Although he's not an L.A. guy, I, I couldn't even think of who it would be um, that would be big enough that it would be like who would be a figure, an L.A. real L.A. figure who would die that would deserve like a Magic life. Johnson. Yeah, Magic Johnson. If he was killed tragically, although. Everyone's been waiting for him to die for the last 25 years, so it's a little different. I mean, this also was, what, like 31, 32? It's pretty tragic in terms of the age. And he all might just stuff. die suddenly of AIDS. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think people thought he was going to die, like, in 94. So the fact that he's still alive, I was like, oh, my God, he lived that long? Well, it's, it's pretty under-discussed. I mean, I guess there is a Netflix show about it, but it was pretty weird that Tupac... Mm-hmm. Like his whole shtick was that he was like a gangster that was going to get killed. Yes, and then someone shot him. <laughs> yes, so it's like, well, I guess he knew something. Uh, and then Biggie, who I think was just a fat nerd, uh, w- was killed after that. But everyone knows, or at least, well, not everyone, but I know that uh, you fucking keep changing your name, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs, right. Killed Tupac, mm-hmm. and then Suge Knight killed uh, Biggie. Biggie, yes. Um, I mean, but it, we really could have avoided the whole situation. Well, I think here's the thing: if you're working, if you are either ordering hits on people, or you're part of a crew that's ordering hits on people, there's a very good chance you yourself are going to be killed. There's just there's just no way around that. If you're if you're yeah. into the viol- if you're into the murder game, you're going to be killed yourself at some point. Right. So I think but, you sing about it knowing it's coming, right? Yeah, because you need material, but 
I mean, like I would just say, hey, so it, it's different with Suge because he has so much padding that he could absorb. Oh, well, he's been shot. He could absorb so many bullets. It's not just padding. I think he has this. Some people are just hard to kill. I think he's just a, <laughs> such a bad dude. He's such a bad dude. That he's literally just hard to kill. Yeah. How old is he? My dad dropped dead at seventy. Yeah. Uh, oh, Suge's. Well, he'll he's going to die from like diabetes or something. But from bullets now. Like I just think there's part of this is actually like a will to live. Like you're just such a badass dude. You're such an evil dude that like you're literally like a monster. Like it's really hard to kill you. Yeah, like Dick Cheney, basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah. what is the fucking problem? So it's like all right. Nipsey so, also looked like he, he got one bullet that got him. He got shot three times. It looked like one bullet was the one. I'm not as familiar with with uh, Nipsey's music. I I might listen to it on the way home. Uh, but so I get that you're struggling. But after you make the first million, yes, you're you're just you're a fucking tool. Get like, out. You mean get out? Yeah, yeah. They're much less likely. You don't see like, well, I guess you know they you know they were killed on the sun, on the Vegas Strip. But I mean, if you live in a condo in New York, you're probably less likely to be gunned down by a random gang member, random gang member than if you live in in fucking still live in South Central or thereabouts. Well, look, neither of us are even verging on being destitute mm. um i have never tried to have someone else murdered it's, no. it just it's not like what i do on a monday morning <laughs> so well i think he so here's the thing so like but here's the question they always ask about these guys especially if you're if you're a minority if you grew up in this horrible situation and you make it and you leave you're called a traitor you're seen as a traitor Right, you're like you're too well, good. Well, I don't get that, man. I, I mean, I, I, I don't get it either. But that's I not grew part up of my in, culture. in poverty, I suppose. Like, you know, it's like. But the goal, I, the goal I was, was to get out. I was considered rich because my parents owned a house. But if if you live in an area in a culture where, like, if you say you lived in the steel mills of, of Western Pennsylvania towns, and the whole idea was like, now I'm just calling all the right moves from the Tom Cruise movie from the '80s. <laughs> but the whole goal of like everyone in the community was like, get out of this Deer fucking. Hunter? Get out of this fucking community. Like, we want you to succeed to get out. We all want you to get out. Yeah. Like, you get the college scholarship so you can leave because this town sucks. That's different than, like, you're a traitor and a sellout if you leave. That's yeah, a completely and, and, different and culture. It, and it doesn't make any sense. And so, like, uh, we, uh, we got to discuss the Westbrook thing now. I never heard it. You just told me about this it. This is completely under-discussed. <laughs> yes, please. So, uh, Westbrook, before... The uh, the game the next game that he played after Nipsey was shot down. This is Russell Westbrook, the uh, the guard for the Oklahoma Thunder, former yes. UCLA player, former LA native from Long Beach, mm. very overrated player. Anyway, um, really? Oh yeah, Indi- not individually, I don't think, but yes, okay. Well, he'll he'll know. Well, just talk, you're going to talk about what he just did, which no one else could do. So, so he said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get 20 points, 20 rebounds, 20 assists, 20, 20, 20." So that is a a shout out to the Rolling Crips, which is one of the essentially the biggest sect of uh, Crips in in California and in the in the country, basically. So 20. So 2020, that's that's a their call sign. That's a yes. That's a I wouldn't say a dog whistle, but what would you call it? It's, that's like their tag li- their tagline. Right. So he does that, albeit missed a shot on purpose to try and get a rebound. Really fucking <laughs> pathetic. Um, Serving the gang, dude. But so yeah, so Westbrook did a shout out to the 
Crips, um, which I, I... But why do you... Does that bother you because no one's talking about it, or does it bother you because... It bothers me because only, like, me and four other people understand what happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, a bunch of Crips, I, I assume, understand. By the way, the guy... I, I had to look up the guy, the wide receiver I was thinking about was Deshaun Jackson. Is he, he dead? No, no, he's not dead, but he was, like, doing... He was a guy who's... Uh, um, would do the gang. He was from Oakland, and he would do the gang signs when he scored touchdowns in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like he would ugly flash the gang signs with his fingers, and the NFL like said, "You gotta stop fucking doing that, dude." Like it's like, and they would always like say they'd always do this dance where like I'm no longer affiliate. I'm not affiliated with the gang. I'm just gonna throw the gang signs down, and when I, every time I score a touchdown, well, Paul Pierce did it. Yeah, um, all these guys are from essentially. You know, to the southern part of Los Angeles. Uh, but these guys are still like Deshaun Lance Stevenson has done it. Deshaun Jackson would still hang out with these same guys, like in his off time. Like they weren't like it wasn't like he yeah he was making millions as a football player, but he wasn't just like he was back with these guys in his off time. He so was he was just into it basically. He these were his guys. I mean, he was never going to leave. He was never going to leave it. Right. This was still his. It was still how he associated himself socially. Dude, yeah, that, that's the thing that that bothers me. The thing about gang members is they're total losers, right? So, like when I, when I was well, yes, of course. <laughs> but I mean, you're, and you're one of them, and then you're no longer one of them. So why would you still? But you could simply move like eight miles away, and yes. they would never come around. No, no, it's like really easy to actually escape it. Well, uh, physically, you're talking about, but uh, psychologically, probably very difficult. It's well, like a, it's like a cycle. Of, isn't it like a cycle of abuse, like where people who've been abused become abusers? It's just sort of like you're trapped psychologically in that. Because the thing I the thing I learned uh, from uh, working with some from rappers uh, years ago was that they are fier- fiercely loyal to the people they grew up with, like fiercely loyal. Like no matter what fucking idiot tool, even people that are robbing them blind. They have a fear because they didn't have a real great family structure. So these friends of theirs from when they're 14, 15, 16 became like legitimate blood brothers, right? These were like their family members. And even though they know these guys were fucking self-destructive tools who later on they would give jobs to and would rob them them blind or steal their drugs or whatever or get them in trouble, they could not. It was like having a relative who you just couldn't let go of, right? Like a fucking criminal relative who you just couldn't let go of. I I mean, I I guess... I, I just I, I yes I'm sure that is like a pathology but I I just don't agree because you could also you know I'm not I'm not trying to fucking you know play a goddamn harmonica or anything but <laughs> I grew up in a shitty place and now <laughs> yes. I moved uh, well I you don't feel like you sold out initially moved to Seattle and I'm and I still welcome people into my house but we have agreed that. We got out. Yes, you're 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 more than John Cougar Mellencamp. Uh, look who's look who's in the big city. Uh, where you're okay. <laughs> We're like, you know, you're gonna take ribbing from the people back in the small town, but you're okay with that. Well, no one's in the small. T- you're not forgetting your roots. Mellencamp just made that shit up. <laughs> I know, but no I, one's fucking. But I know I'm not from a rural area, so I have no idea how this works. But I mean, there's still something about how you don't want to look like you're dismissing your rural background, your 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 small town background. Even when you well, don't want to live there anymore, you know, so it manifests itself in in different ways. So there's there's the the douchebag that just starts buying Prada shit for no apparent reason, <laughs> but there's also the guy that's like, yeah, you can crash in my house. I I I, I live five thousand miles away. There's some I think there's some implied nobility to being from a shitty small town, from a shitty small town, that you don't want to give up and be seen as like a Manhattanite 
or a Los Angeles guy, where you want to tell people you're actually from this, you know, much more uh, grounded, very grounded, realistic place, as opposed to the fucking so superficial trappings you're living in now. Because you know, you realize that like the life you're living now, like it, there's some there's some nobility in in basically psychological nobility built into like culture, whether it be fucking John Steinbeck novels or something like that about like having this poor small town background that makes you like like Bill Clinton, the boy from Hope. Mm. Like if somehow it makes you sort of noble to have born in the trailer park and come out of this fucking abusive dad situation and stuff like that. Well, I think it does. I mean, it definitely gives you a different perspective on things, but. Uh, you so know. when you're no longer part of that, you still have to like call that out, associate with it, lest you, people would think that you like were got were born in fucking uh, uh, <laughs> born in, in some some you know, silver spoon place or like that you actually you have to let people. What, what's the one thing people in Los Angeles do? They let people know they're not from Los Angeles. Right. That's the first thing they do. I'm not from here. Well, that's why I think <laughs> it's it's like uh, it it's got to be different. So like it was easy for me to move, but like if. Essentially, all right. So anyone in America only wants to live in two places, either LA, Southern California or New York. If they have money, yes. Well, if they have the means, because it have, really sucks to be poor. <laughs> to really be poor in these places, if they have the choice. Yeah, if they have the choice, yes, they'd rather but, have a nice, uh, nice, nice setup in the big city. But if you're from LA, so it was easy for me to move because yes. it was like a almost a different country. No one goes the other direction, is what you're saying? Well. Yeah, people that no, grew up in don't. L.A., everyone moves to L.A. You 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 just live in L.A. now, so you you are still surrounded by that. That um, nobody's moving from. You can look at the numbers, the demographic numbers, like places like South Dakota, Kansas, all these places. They're losing population. They're literally losing because as people have become wealthier, just generically speaking, wealthier, like fucking going from twenty thousand a year to forty thousand a year, fifty thousand a year, they leave. They don't want to stay in this fucking small town. So I mean, there's very outside of movies with Woody Harrelson. There's very few. <laughs> there's very few people who go like actually want to like have the means to leave and don't want to leave, like that want to like hang around less attractive women, have less restaurant op- food options, right. have like outhouses versus. I'd like plumbing. to see the stats of someone that's moved from LA to South Dakota. There's that, nobody. I would assume it's zero. nobody. Yeah, there's absolutely nobody. I actually one time I actually uh, was like in the middle of the country in Nebraska, like on the I-80. I drove across country several times, and I stood there uh, just for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, watching all the U-Hauls, and they're all going to one. They're, at that time, they were all going. And now people might be leaving California, but they were all going west. On the 80? On the 80. They were all going yeah. west. There was not a single, in Kansas, Nebraska, not a single U-Haul going the other direction. And Why there would was, you? Just, there was no demand for it. Now it's actually the opposite. You can't get, people are leaving the west coast, you can't get a U-Haul the other direction. Like to get a one-way U-Haul out of California, they charge you like a million dollars because they know the truck's not coming back. Um, so it's different. But with Nipsey Hussle, like, I still don't understand like, how you rise. I know you die. Whenever you die, people speak kindly of you and all stuff like that. But how the whole city and the mayor on down is like now mourning Nipsey Hussle, I don't get that at I all. I had a theory on it in that he looked like a nice guy. Like, I'm, I'm talking purely a superficial sure. thing. He just looked like a cool dude that you'd want to hang out with. His name's Nipsey. He calls himself Nipsey. Which is like a stupid pun, by the way. What, what uh, he claims he was, it was Nipsey Russell, the old comedian from the 60s and 70s, the black comedian. Wasn't he like on a TV show? Yeah, he was like the black comedian, the one black comedian on TV. And I guess he, the name was given to him by like an elder 
Crip member or something like that. Like a, you know, that was his nickname. I don't think he had a choice in it. Oh, well, fair enough. Then. Yes. Um, but anyway, I, he he looked like a, an attractive dude. He looked like a guy that that women would want to talk to. I mm-hmm. think if he looked like Suge Knight, no one would give a shit. Probably not. And no one, there will be nothing for Suge Knight when he dies. I was just trying to think who else, like an athlete maybe, like ooh, Kobe, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Please. <laughs> We're going to speak about uh, But there's like, in L.A., it's like there's no iconic figures really in L.A. that like people would mourn citywide, like they'd have to have a timeout like citywide if someone died. They just those people don't exist in L.A., I don't think. Yeah. Um, there's just nobody of that stature. Well, Mayor Bradley, back in the 80s, I feel like he was... If he had died tragically when he was young, yes. But he was already old when he became mayor. He was already a... He was a bit the police chief. He was around for like 30 years, and he was older, and I think he died young anyhow. But... If for, Kim Kardashian died, or any of their family members... Yes. I would... I would just call you and, and we might have like a margarita. Do you think I, I would think it'd be hilarious? Do you think Mayor Garcetti would announce he's going to find the killer? He's going to find the killer himself. No, he's like, I, I don't know if you understand like what a loser Mayor Garcetti is. So like, <laughs> that's the one, like, that's when he decided to come out to be like the tough guy. Like, I'm going to find this guy uh, who shot him. By the way, they found him in about five hours. Um, it was, the guy didn't get very far. It's also funny that his name is Eric Holder, which is yeah, so the Attorney uh, General's name. Yeah, yeah. I was I, at first when I saw the story, like Eric Holder is suspecting to kill him. This I'm like, what? Yeah, this I was is like, fucking dude, deep. This conspiracy dude, runs deep. Dude, yeah, I was all about it. It's like Holder <laughs> fucking killed a guy. Now I want to ask you about Kobe Bryant. Since we're speaking of Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant recently declared. Now, admittedly, he was forced to in this fucking stupid late late show, James Corden stupid interview. I don't know who watches that show, but I just don't understand how they how they potentially overlap with Kobe Bryant fan basketball fans. But so he was forced to say who he wanted, who he would list as the greatest player of all time, and he listed himself above. Uh, uh, it was against Jordan and uh, LeBron. Well, he's already lost the argument. So. <laughs> I know how you feel deeply uh, uh, as a fan of Kobe Bryant. I don't like Kobe Bryant. No, you don't. Uh, I don't like the fact that he changed his number after raping uh, a woman. I think what happened is she didn't want uh, him to uh, sodomize her. Sodomize her, and then he did anyway. Yes. Um, that's so Kobe. Uh, and now he's like the black Mr. Rogers all of a sudden. Like how Well, he wanted to do he's an Oscar award winner. <laughs> he's an Oscar. Right. Yeah, the fucking Me Too crowd. I love basketball. All all the people that were like boycotting shit gave him a fucking award for a film. I watched it. It's not very good. The good cartoon? Mm-hmm. How was the animation? I've actually never seen the animation. Was the animation at least good? Because I know he hooked up with an actually decent animator. Oh, like yeah, artistically, so was he, he 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 didn't uh, animate the film himself. No, he wrote I, the I poem and he narrated. Under it. the impression that no, because he won a Grammy too, by the way, for his narra- for his uh, narration. Yeah, so <laughs> I I didn't know that it was possible to simply forget your entire past and just because you dress like a ninety year old white man. All of a sudden, it's kind of like wearing fucking suspenders and the and cardigans like, and stuff and the loafers. Cardigans, your belt is now up to your nipples. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I know what he's doing. Yes, I know what he's doing, but it fucking bothers me. Yeah, and it and really and bothers like, me a lot. And you're like six six and slender. Why are you dressing like a short guy, fat guy? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I've never seen anyone 
dress like that except for my uncle who's like uh, uh, you know a Quaker so yes. it, it makes no sense although it does if someone told you to do it strategically so it's clear that you do not are not a fan of Kobe Bryant you've been on the record about this for a long time but here's my not question a fan of him personally and also professionally completely overrated as a basketball player yeah, I don't player. think you even listed him in the top 10 I think when we did our top 10s you listed him as not in the top 10 not in the top 10 no I, I would say Generously speaking, he would you put Le- would you put LeBron number one? No, I'd put Jordan one. I think I would put Kareem two. Mm. Uh, Elijah one. Then LeBron would be in there. Magic and Bird. I put LeBron up top only because of what he's done with the people around him, and like not his individual. Sc- I mean, his individual skills are great too. But I, in terms of what he's been able to accomplish as a team, where he was basically the team. <laughs> like it was like, yeah. I mean, Kareem never had to like carry the entire team on it, <laughs> carry a fucking team on his back. No, I mean, LeBron's definitely, it, it just depends on, I, I mean, if you're, I guess if you're talking about the modern era, like pre Jordan, like LeBron would be number one for sure. Well, Kareem sure. played on Showtime. I mean, he was a great scorer, but he had other, he had other Hall of Famers around him. LeBron didn't have that. Well, the, so the first, maybe in Miami for a little while, the first championship that, the magic one, he was a rookie and he was playing center, which is weird. <laughs> yes. And then he like He was a center slash guard, point guard slash center. Yeah, he was just a guy that liked to fuck a lot of a lot Well they post him up, they would post him up against guys who were like six inches shorter than he was. And Kareem was doing the, like the sky hook, yeah. which I've actually practiced and it's impossible, but he's also a giant man. He's he's he was taller and longer than anybody else he played against. So he's essentially throwing the ball downwards yes. into the hoop. Yes, and he also worked on that shot for like a decade. So I did like too, but it, it just <laughs> never materialized. <laughs> no, I mean Kareem was an amazing player from high school to college to the pros. He was great, and all these guys are great. But I I just think what Co- what Ron has done, and part of it is just because he's he doesn't want better guys around great guys around him so the part that's just a personality flaw i think he has is that he had to be the man everywhere he went which needs to be taken into account by the way yeah but he also won what four titles i mean i know he's lost a few but i mean i think he has three, three whatever i mean he lost five i believe Two with miami <laughs> but he's got his team to the finals every year this year was fucking pathetic but so here's the thing about kobe so i mean yes initially you hate everything kobe does and i don't i'm not a kobe fan by any means but isn't it isn't it sort of apt that a guy who is wants to be the best, greatest of all time, imagines he's the greatest of all time? Is that arrogant or is that like a actual? Is that a, a psychological necessity of people who are the greatest at their sport? Are there any I, hum, I mean, are there any hum, are there any humble greatest of I, all time? I think it's pathetic. Like so, no, I'm sure there aren't. But he's just not in the conversation. So like. No one would take someone seriously if, if like, uh, Cedric Sabalos <laughs> yeah, went, like went Cedric on Sabalos. ESPN and was Cedric. like, I'm, like, the top five player of all time. He's like, okay. Well, but Kobe's got the number. Kobe has the stats to make the claim, right? Not he's, if you look at the crunch time stats. He's actually one of the worst players of all time. He got five, he's got five rings. Uh, he is, you know, his, his, he was well, the top Shaq scorer most five. every year. Yeah, but Shaq, well, Shaq... I don't think generally look at the big, the three hundred pound guys the greatest of all time because they had less limited skills. He was he, he was unstoppable at a very particular part of the game. Kobe was unstoppable at shooting fadeaway seventeen foot shots that bricked every time. 
<laughs> well, he I had no he's got the most like last second game winning shots or something in the history or last final no, 10 he, seconds. Well, he, okay, perhaps. And he was double teamed uh, off. He was double teamed. Uh, he off. also has the most misses by far of anyone that's ever attempted that. So, yeah, this is, I I fucking I think you can learn a lot from playing basketball with people. And when I play with dudes like that, it really bothers me because at the time, so it's like, okay, he hit like three game winning shots. Right. There was a dude that was open that you could have simply passed the ball to and had a better statistically a better chance of winning the game. But you didn't because you're a dumb asshole. Well, he he definitely benefited from being on the a on the Lakers, the most high high profile team in the NBA. B obviously winning all those championships, such that his name is always mentioned as the greatest of all time among them because he won all the championships on the Lakers. Which there's no bigger publicity push than you can get than to be a, like on the Lakers winning championships. Yeah, I mean he was drafted by Charlotte. Do you think this would even be taken? I'm not taking it seriously, but. Let's just say he played for Charlotte for his entire career before right. he was traded to the Lakers. Like if, like if Anthony Davis stayed with the Pelicans his entire career, he would never be mentioned as like a top 10 greatest player ever? No, it's just because he's on the Lakers. <laughs> well, it's not just There's because. There's only two teams that people care about. The I mean, Nick- Magic Johnson had played on some crappy franchise his entire time and not won all those championships, too. He would have and not had the bird the bird rivalry and stuff like that. I mean, that personally elevated his stature tremendously. Well, yeah, he'd be considered a good player, but... Yeah. You know, it, it was a different time also, but there's a reason that people talk about people that played for uh, the Lakers and the Knicks more so than any other. Well, Magic, in the 80s, Magic Johnson was the single most famous basketball player in the entire world, right? Just like Jordan was in the 90s. I mean, he was the, the actual most famous worldwide known basketball player. He wasn't necessarily the best player, but he was the most famous player. He was, he was probably player. the best player for a couple of years. Yeah, he was a great player, but I'm just saying there was no doubt he was the most famous. I, I, iconograph, I, I can, I can, icon. He was well, the most famous icon. Put it this way: a dude, a dude that plays for Oklahoma City has never gotten AIDS. Uh, well, that we know of, that we know of. Yeah, they, they actually Westbrook, got Westbrook. No, but I'm just saying there's it, being considered the greatest of all time and being one of the most famous of all time goes hand in hand. It's just if you're on a loser franchise or in a small market, you're just much greater struggle to be mentioned among the greats than if you're on the Lakers or the Knicks, like you said, or the Celtics or something like that. Right. Um, if Larry Bird had played on the fucking Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks for his whole career and never won anything, he would have been considered a really great player, but not like he is now, not the legendary the legend. Well, that's what, yeah, so I, I completely agree. And, I, and that's why I think Kobe is essentially Eddie Jones. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well... I don't know. I you wouldn't take you would take you would decide between the two if you were picking teams like hmm, that went Kobe or Eddie. I'll take Eddie. Well, <laughs> probably pick- not. But I would take Dwayne Wade over Kobe. Really? I, I think Wade had a was a better player than Kobe. But so I want to talk about Muhammad Ali. So Muhammad Ali always literally called himself the greatest of all time. I am the greatest. That was his tagline, and he I, I assume believed it that he was the greatest. And he won you know he won the heavyweight title several times. I bet he was annoying as fuck. Probably. But isn't that isn't that attribute of thinking you're the greatest actually just naturally a natural affinity to actually being the greatest? Are there any guys who are the greatest at anything who don't actually aren't arrogant sort of fucks? Yeah, really? Well, well, no, but so in boxing, especially in the fucking 1960s and 70s, they didn't have stats that proved you wrong, and they still don't really with boxing. It's like well, well you won the title. I mean, you would win the title. And then you could you couldn't declare yourself the greatest if you lost the title fight. 
I mean, you had to win the title fight first to declare. No, yourself he was the he was very good. I'm just saying it's, it's you not, have to be the champ to announce that you're the greatest. Otherwise, there's an obvious like, well, what did the guy who just beat you? No, like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to say anything against Muhammad Ali. Yeah. I, in fact, he was really cool. I was in Louisville, and he was a nice guy. And Jim Brown, they I guess they all just hang out in Louisville still. Anyway, well, they uh, used to. Yeah, or they call it Lovell. Yeah. Um, but so in boxing. It's it's not easily verifiable. There's a lot more leeway. In basketball, you can't claim you're the best of all time when the stats prove that you shot like 20% in clutch time. So. Well, yeah, it could point to different stats. I think I don't. Do you think people use stats as like to determine who's? I mean, do you think James Harden's the MVP this year? No. I mean, he's got like fucking numbers like no one's ever had before. So, I mean, I don't know. The stats, I mean, the stats, obviously, the greatest player is going to have great stats, but you can't just use stats to determine who the greatest player is. I mean, I guess there's an eye test, but I'm just saying, like, if, if Ali does it, no one's going to, like, prove him wrong. I feel like you could easily, very easily make a case that Kobe is not the best player of all time, <laughs> just based on the numbers. I, 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 the only thing I like, the only thing I, I don't, Let's say the only thing I don't dislike about him is his arrogance because I just think that's – I don't care if you're fucking Trump or you're Kobe or you're someone else. There's no way to get to like a, t- a position, especially an individual sport or individual pursuit, to be the best unless you actually honestly internally believe you're better than everybody else. I, I just feel that way. Yeah. No, I mean – I don't I, hate him. I don't, that's the one thing I don't hate about Kobe. You've got to have that mentality. Like, yes. if, if you're going into a game or whatever type of game it is, you want to believe that you're going to win. Yes. I mean, I remember saying when I was, like, 22 years old that I was the best comedian in the world. Mm-hmm. That was obviously not true. No stats, though. No stats <laughs> to disprove it. Yeah. You just got to – dude, just pull up Kobe Bryant clutch time stats and – like it wouldn't bother me really so much if he if he wasn't just doing a lot of weird shit <laughs> apart from that. The pirate. What about the pirate? We never talk about the pirate ship in the backyard. He has. He built a large. Pirate. Well, he just had another kid too. <laughs> yes. Do you know the stats, dude? I I am obsessed with this. So, what percentage of women and men do you think reproduce in their lifetimes? Oh, uh, men. It has to be close to hundred. I mean, it has to be close to hundred percent. I would think. I mean, like '90s, high '90s that ha- no. that, that produce a child. Well, it's, no, or that that have a ba- have like a baby under their name, like a no that that have a child. So it's eighty-one percent of men have a child. Yes. Okay. And so you got to factor in. But a hundred percent of men are having sex. So at any given time, a hundred percent of men could have babies. Yeah, and there's okay. probably a lot of men that no one wants to fuck. You got to factor gay, that. Other than gay gay dudes, I guess. But yeah, and, and yeah, good point, and gay guys. So 87% of women, uh, and so now <clears throat> this doesn't account for fertility issues. So uh, 10% of people in relationships have a fertility issue. It could be it's the woman's fault, mm-hmm. or not fault, but, you know, it's a <laughs> Jesus. problem, yes. Yes. problem yes. On, on her end. Yeah. And uh, also a, a problem on the man, uh, guy's end. Mm-hmm. And then the other uh, third of that is just, you know, it's undetermined, just something's not working. So that now makes it. What does that do with Kobe having kids? Yes. Oh, women that want to have kids, you mean? Yes. Yes. I I can't imagine. I don't actually trust women who don't want to have kids. And I don't care if they like anything else, like without knowing anything else. I don't trust 
uh, women who just don't want it. I mean, it just seems it's just just like we talk with gay sex. It's just some sort of primordial thing that seems wrong about it. Like I can understand, like practically, like you don't you're too broke or you're too whatever. You don't want to have kids. You know the actual act of raising a child. But like you know, it seems to me like there's something out of whack if you're a woman who doesn't want to reproduce. Just given the fact that we assume nature makes you want to reproduce. Yeah. Well, like a dude who doesn't want to doesn't want to have sex with a woman. I think there's something wrong with him too, because you know that just seems like I don't care what your explanation is. That just seems not wrong by nature standards. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, and I think I'm probably the only person in America that's actually researched this. So yeah, you and Kobe. There together. might be something wrong with me. What's but wrong with I, Kobe's? I don't kids? wear suspenders. What's wrong with Kobe having kids? Why, dude? Why is he tucking his shirt in? I don't know. It's it's weird. Academy and, Award and winner. It's, it's called overcompensating because he's a huge creep. Uh, he is. Although, like like I said, look, what did he get caught doing? He got caught having sex with a young hotel lady. He was fairly attractive. So I don't. At least when he got caught with a scandal, it was somewhat like it was creepy. The cre- so he was a cre- so like the creepy part of the Kobe Bryant sex assault that he was let off of, whatever it was, was that the way the woman described what he did. Which he kept talking about the trees, <laughs> like he was talking about the trees. Yeah. Like he was like very, like you said, that's like a Biden thing. Like, okay, you're having you're you're, you're having anal sex with a with a young hotel concierge who probably went at least ninety percent of the way with you on this journey uh, before she decided she didn't want you. She also her had three other other dudes. Sperm. Yeah, I mean, she was a woman who liked men. I mean, good lord. She was a woman who liked men. And she probably liked everything up until the point that she got something large uh, push up her, her pooper. And I can see why. I'm not going to I'm not going to cite her for saying for saying stop at that point. I'm not I'm not willing to concede that Kobe's D, D is pretty pretty large. Well, whatever it was, she didn't, it was enjoyed. But the creepiest part of the whole story again was not that he wanted to stick his dick in her. It was that he was talking about the trees outside the outside the hotel. Well, that's something <laughs> that a guilty person would sort of make up. Someone who was disconnected, perhaps from their emotions. Would start say talking about to like either guilty or just sort of psychopathic. Do you? Th- yes, I th- yes, psychopathic for sure. Sociopathic. Do you think that? Um, so it's weird that he's celebrated in Los Angeles. Mm. Do you think he would be demonized like pretty hardcore if he just happened to play for like Boston? Oh, in LA, you mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, amongst people that live in LA. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's different now. It used to be because guys move around so much. But like, you know, Larry Bird was hated in Los Angeles. Kevin McHale was hated in Los Angeles. All those guys were hated in LA. But he never had a questionable anal rape. Uh, oh, you mean that? Oh no, everybody. As far as I know, Kobe Bryant was not liked around other in other cities. He, nobody liked him in LA. They love him, but they, he was like Barry Bonds, like Barry Bonds. He was beloved among Giants fans, but everyone else hated him. The, uh, that's interesting because, uh, like, I I actually like Barry Bonds because I think he's upfront about the fact that he's a douchebag. I, I I kind of I mean yeah, it's a fine line. I admire the fact that he was understood that people didn't like him, right? But I think still he was still a fucking douchebag. I mean, if you're on a, if you play a team sport and the whole team hates you, there's something unlikable. There's something inherently very unlikable about you. Like, it, literally, if you have your own locker set aside from everybody else. Not because you like you think you're better than else, because no one else gets likes you. There's a big, you know, if you can't even get along, if you're an athlete, you can't get along with their teammates at all. There's something wrong with you, and it's a big, and it's, it's a and it's a big thing, you know. Yeah. I think well, like I, even like a guy. I know you don't like Kevin Durant, but at least Kevin Durant is like liked by his own teammates. Uh, maybe other people don't like him. I wouldn't say he's liked. I think that he's easy to ignore. 
Or he's easy to ignore. He's a bitch. If he had to have like a separate cubby like down the way, because people actively like, I mean, the dude, like, I mean, there was a time when Jeff Kent, the player in the Giants, got in a fist fight with Barry Bonds because he just couldn't stand the guy. Well, Durant's way. obviously a passive person. Yes. Which is why he joined uh, that well, that's, team. That's why he has fake Twitter account. So, so here's the thing. Uh, will you admit that Kobe Bryant is one of the greatest of all, greatest of all times? I think Wade is better. I'd, I'd put him top. Paul Pierce said he's better than Wade. Well, that was the thing he came out with yesterday. Well, Paul Pierce just needs material. Just I like Paul Pierce, but that's that's ridiculous. Um, no, I'd I'd put him top, uh, top fifty. I want to end today, Matt, on this uh, a celebrity a celebrity bribery scandal for colleges. And I know you generally are a very uh, a civil libertarian type guy. You don't like the popo. You don't like the the man coming down on uh, uh, you know usually minorities and underprivileged people and so forth. And you see the abuse of power of the, of the justice system. I think so you, that's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate, right? So now the federal prosecutors are going after uh, Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin, these other wealthy people who br- try to bribe their kids into college. And I want to bring this up to you because you'd be a good test case for this. As much as you probably hate the fact that the government can really bring a tremendous amount of resources to bear and force people into plea deals or into at least shorter-term prison deals, uh, the conviction rate on these federal crimes is 97%. So they never lose a case. And they propose 20-year minimum sentences. You know, these have these mandatory sentences of 20 years, even for, like, mail fraud and bribery and whatever these people, celebrities There's did. There's a financial stake involved. All this. But what I'm saying is, like, they scare, they intimidate the shit out of everyone they, they, they indict. They force them to take plea deals, whether it be a poor black guy on a drug charge or a rich white celebrity on a bribe college on a Yale bribery charge. And so that's how they're actually, I think, in this case, going to get these wealthy celebrity ladies to actually do some prison time to take real penalties and actually suffer some real consequences. So where do you fall on the fact that you generally dislike this abuse of power by the, ju- by the justice department, the justice system, versus the fact that they're probably the only... By doing that, they're actually going to get some justice and penalty to these people you obviously hate. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, I like it. Yes, I, I like okay. it a lot. Good. Um, it, and if you're someone that this is mostly, well, actually 100% the Republican Party that are Christians, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know the, the whole thing that Christians are supposed to think of is like, uh, don't kill anyone. Oh, well, I, I, know, I know who Jesus was. I'm familiar with that idea. Yeah, I mean, we're not Christians. Turn the other cheek, the turn the other cheek thing, you mean. The forgiveness, That's, the whole forgiveness thing. Yeah, so they're really in favor of killing people in terms of uh, the death penalty. Well, which, they're not going to kill Felicity Huffman. No, 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 the, no. I'm making a larger point, though. Um, but they are going to force even these wealthy people with tremendous means into some prison time. Yeah, it's I th- I think it's a good thing. Um, so if, but they use but they use the same. Wanted to claim with a straight face yes. that the United States of America has not executed innocent people within the last two or three years. You, you don't. Oh, know, no. you don't know what you're talking. I'm about. against the death penalty, but I'm, what I'm talking about here is that, like they're bringing the same overwhelming power, steamroller power to bear along upon these celebrity ladies that they do to like. Say black dude selling crack. Yeah, right? yeah. No, I, I, I'm. I so feel if you like give them the power, we're if trying you, to agree. I think it's a good first step. Um, but they, but they're, what I'm saying is, you're in it, by liking it for Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman. In a way, you're enabling that power 
Because I mean, here's the thing, I, as a libertarian, here's what I think. When you give the government lots of power, you hope it will do it, use that power for good means. But when you give them the power, they can then use it for anything they want. So if you, tell, if you give, set up this federal prosecution apparatus to, take, to be able to take down wealthy assholes in Hollywood, they will also use that to then steamroll less privileged, uh, you know, sort of deprived minorities. I mean, I, I, I see where you're getting at, but I... So, yes, I, I think we're both agreeing with the same thing. I was pissed that in the Wall Street scandal... Mm-hmm. Uh, where you know what happened. Yes. Um, and nobody went to jail. I was pissed that no one was prosecuted. Mm-hmm. Um, so this does seem like a benign thing, but like I, I would like the white-collar um, class to be prosecuted for their crimes, mm-hmm. So, it, 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 especially much more so than, than uh, egregious. And needless... Uh, you know, drug crimes and, and misdemeanors and bullshit that just supports the, the prison industrial complex. Um, so I don't, I, I don't. What was mind that movie? Tra- was that movie Trap? You remember the movie Traffic, a, a, a Steven Soderbergh movie? Yeah. Where Michael Douglas's kid gets, or the other white kid gets caught up in the in the drug thing. That's not realistic. No, but that's when they like realize have the epiphany that like, oh no, like you know, this is only supposed to happen to the black kids or Hispanic kids, like. That's sort of like when they have that realization that, like, we need to change the, the, the way the system works because now the white kids are caught up in it, too. Yeah. And it's, never, it's never really happened. But this is a case where, like, they're actually going hardcore on these wealthy white people, essentially, who, but if it was a local or state court, would get out of it, probably with some sort of community service. The, but, small, the, so, small, the small it deal. So, obviously, like, yeah. So, so when you look at, at the way that crimes are prosecuted, it's usually political, right? Yes. So I just think this is a step in the right direction. I think uh, so, too. I'm scared of, like, that. it's always like, okay, Wesley Snipes got taken down by the IRS for three years in prison for his not claiming, claiming he was an African, uh, whatever, he was taking money for his foreign films and stuff like that. Everyone like, yeah, the Wesley Snipes, come on, dude, you're stealing all his money. But then they like, oh, oh, but then the IRS comes after them for something. They're like, oh, abuse, IRS, abuse of power, they have too much, inf- you know, whatever. So it's always, like, good when it's like, takes down somebody you think, you know, deserves it. And then when they come after you, it's like, what? What, what? How, <laughs> when, did, when, did, when did the IRS start being aggressive, aggressive assholes? Yeah, it is random. Like, does one person in the government like have a vendetta against uh, the chick from Full House? Maybe. Maybe. I think for sure. I think because the sh- show did suck. I think for sure, if they were not famous, they would not have been taken down. There's no way they would have put that amount of effort into it if these had been like nobodies. Right. This is clearly a, sh- a show crime. This is clearly a show arrest. They took down. They they invested in this when they found out that like high profile people were involved. They were fucking chomping at the bit and drooling when they found out like big name celebrities were going to be indicted. That's when they decided to like this Varsity Blues case. I wouldn't say big name, but well, I mean, no, like, I, I get what you're top saying. story. I mean, if this had been like even even semi you know modestly wealthy white people in some suburban neighborhood, nobody heard of, but not tech billion millionaires. And I mean, really, the Hollywood actresses are the two that are mentioned in every single story. So are the people at the FBI just super pathetic? Because it's obvious that, like, just for example, Donald Trump is committing very egregious financial embezzling uh, issues regarding. Uh, well, they can't indict. They cannot Deutsche, Deutsche Bank. They literally can't indict him if they wanted to. 
Uh, well, well, they they could. They could lay the evidence out, but they couldn't indict until he left office. But they could, yes. Right. No, they they could they could uh, file the charges and right. wait until he. But you're asking so that's, if they have that's super obvious. Like I can see that. Well, there's a. Why I, are they going after the fucking chick from? Fucking I think full I, house. I feel like that's something you would do if you were like in the Justice Department. I feel like you would like someone would give you a tip, ah, oh, bribery cause, I don't, and they're like, full house chick would be like, fuck yes, we're taking that bitch yeah, down, no, no, right? Absolutely, because it's easy. <laughs> it's easy and it's fun, and it's like, it's how you get a press conference. And I hate full house. You so. hate full house, you get a huge press conference, get to pretend you're saving America, and you take down fucking Aunt Becky from, <laughs> I mean, how would that not the most exciting part of your job ever? Like, that would be like... Well, it's it's just proving it's essentially keeping your job, right? So, like, like I feel like I don't know how bureaucracy works that that well, but at some point, it's like, well, Matt, you haven't done anything in like twenty years, <laughs> right? And I'd be like, no, I, actually, I'm working on this full house, this thing. Aunt Becky thing. Well, but you think it, but you said it earlier that like you don't know anyone who is like on the side of fucking Lori Laughlin. Like the whole country is united in hate against these people. If you can pull a case like that together, where like there literally everybody on all sides of the spectrum are like behind you for doing what you did, that's a that's a win win. That's a huge. Was well, that win. an indictment on how terrible Full House was? <laughs> no, I think even the people who love Full House don't like the fucking snobbery and the fucking rich privilege of like them literally handing over cash, like fucking bags of cash, to get their kids into college. That these other people's kids are trying to get in who can't get into. Well. I- Everybody like understands. I that. dated a chick that went to USC, and um, for a long time, um, she went to USC. She was not uh, bribed into sure. USC. She was a Mexican uh, woman from a uh, poor background. Anyway, almost I would say eighty percent of her friends that went to USC were yeah. total fucking douchebags. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it was explained to me that if you go to USC. And you study business, yeah. Everyone knows you're an idiot. Yeah, that's true. Um, like you can't really fake your way through a medical degree. No, you can be a complete retard. Yes, and graduate from USC Business School or uh, the one at Harvard and Yale, as or well. law school. Really, if, you, if passing the bar becomes more difficult, but like guys like Kennedy, John John, and stuff like that, John Kennedy just never passed the bar. They really? Could, yeah, couldn't do. I think he might have done it on his fourth time. But like the bar exam is difficult, but law school itself is simple. Hmm. So it's like, I mean, it's, it's sort of like no grade situation. It's like go for three years and get through. I mean, he's not an idiot, idiot like a total moron, but I mean, not a very smart guy. Uh, I mean, you have, to, you have to sit through three years of fucking class and, and, and read books and stuff like that. But to actually take the, pass the test takes some acumen. I was unaware of that. So these guys often don't pass. So going and getting a law school degree is fairly simple. Catching the bar is, is much more complicated. I'm just saying it's it's well understood, and I'm sure Berkeley is uh, maybe it's actually not the same, but just everyone knows that if you're not involved in science, yes, there's a high chance you're a fucking idiot. Yes. Well, yeah, that's why I don't think we should have a college for that anymore. I don't think there should be student loans for that shit. Uh, there's no reason you'd be taking humanities. And have the and have the fellow government backing your backing your play. Well, that. I mean, my dad went ahead when I applied to the University of Washington, which is a, a good yes. school, by the mm-hmm. way. It like, is. Uh, UW. Not not trying to sound pretentious, but it's it's a solid institution. If you want if you want it to be. Well or if you don't party, yes. Every that's true of every school. 
so when when yeah. I was applying, he was like, "I'm going to forge a bunch of financial documents, yes. so that we can get in-state tuition." Nice. And I was like, "I think that's a good idea mm-hmm. because I don't want to pay for it." Yeah. Uh, so it only costs like fifteen hundred dollars a year. Anyway, if you're paying fifty thousand dollars a year yes. for your kid to read poetry, yeah, that's fucked. You're up. both fucking retarded. Yeah, I've let my children know that's not going to happen. I don't under. I mean, I guess if you're obscenely wealthy. And you just have money to fucking kick around. Like if you have, if you can afford five hundred thousand dollars to bribe your kids in USC, you can afford the fifty six that you got here for the tuition. I don't buy that though because I think that. And what else are they going to do when they're there's 19? always? So these people will probably go broke in their lives. By the way, maybe if yeah. you're wasting money on shit like that. Yeah, oh, they have so much money though. But maybe, yeah. I don't know. It's possible. I mean, if they're gambling or they're doing buying stupid shit, but they probably have money managers. I just. It's you're you're right in the fact that that college is a is a massive waste of time in general. I think. All right, Matt. I want to end the show today. You got something you wish to pimp and promote? Something you're selling, uh, whoring out, uh, losing your you losing your, uh, your soul over? Not really. Uh, the Matt Ralston on Instagram. I seem to be a. Uh, Looking up a chick's based on that. Um, nice, also, really. Also, thank you for the Guinness. I appreciate it. Uh, you're, very, you're very welcome. My son had one or, 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 underage. How old was he? Uh, too young to be drinking Guinness. <laughs> but for some reason, like he picked Guinness as his favorite beer. I, I, I think that's wrong. That's something very wrong. I can't imagine being a teenager and thinking Guinness was the best beer, unless you're born in Dublin. He doesn't know what he's doing. No, he doesn't. Eyes Lex, last one. Talk to you next week. From the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in the Great Western Forum. I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. A love so deep, I gave you my all. From my mind and body, to my spirit and soul.